KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio in depth. I'm Matt Leon. Time for our weekly look at the economy, and there is a lot to touch on, and we will do so with David Fiorenza, Associate Professor of Practice of Villanova School of Business. Give a listen. Let's start first-time jobless claims down to 310,000 this past week, a new pandemic low. And, uh, I mean, that's good news on its own, but after that disappointing jobs report we got uh, last week, this uh, really is kind of heartening. It is. You know, we got some good numbers here. We're almost below 300,000. Uh, the initial jobless claims have dipped to what we call pandemic error lows. And another good thing is the fact that we don't have 30 million people filing for benefits like we did in 2020. We have maybe under 12 million, 11.9. That's a lot, Matt, but it's not 30 million. Things did improve in most of the sectors of the economy, and one of them is the unemployment. We were talking off the air. Prior to the pandemic, you know, the jobless claims were raved about being low, and they were about 220,000. So we are really kind of approaching being in the ballpark of the numbers we saw prior to the pandemic really taking hold. That's right, Matt. And some people thought this would take two to three, maybe even four years to get a recovery. You're looking at 18, 19 months. I understand it's going to take more time. If we just look strictly at numbers, your unemployment's at 5.2%, the unemployment rate. Now, I realize people are hurting. I realize people are out of work, but it's not the 10 to 12% that we were looking at or even more that we were going to be looking at possible 20%. Uh, so there were some, lots of things put in place by the Federal Reserve to help assist in this unemployment and give people some of the benefits they needed. Speaking of unemployment benefits, there were enhanced unemployment benefits uh, that have been in place in one form or another since basically the pandemic started. That and some other programs for gig workers, stuff like that, came to an end this week. I think when these dates in September for expiration were put in place, there was a much rosier feeling about where we were on the pandemic. And I think a lot of people, and I tend to agree, thought by September, we should be in a really good spot. Obviously, Delta's changed that. How concerned are you what we could see the needle move economically with all these people losing these benefits? Well, there's some concern that there's going to be a slowdown in the third quarter, but I'm seeing some companies still continue to give incentives to come back to work. Uh, large companies from Amazon and others willing to do other things than just a, a, a nice wage, willing to maybe pay for further education. Uh, I think the big thing here, Matt, is still daycare. The concern about, about do I have enough money to cover daycare? Will my daycare be open for eight to 10 hours? Uh, so I can actually physically go to a job instead of working at home. So there's some things of a concern, daycare. There's there's also a concern that people are going to look for other ways to uh, to not go back to work, whether they have to care for an adult or a parent or whatever the case may be. Maybe their students are, that they have at home are homeschooled. So people aren't going to jump automatically back to work. There's still those reasons that are out there. And the fear, the fear factor of COVID. Do you think we could see if, as a result of these programs coming to an end, we see some really scary or disheartening numbers in the labor force or in the economy? Do you think we could see them? I don't mean another full-blown stimulus package, but maybe reinstate some of these things for a limited amount of time till we're 
in theory, hopefully in a better place in the pandemic? Well, the economy has changed a lot over the last five or 10 years due to the internet, due to the fact that people can shop online. So you're not going to see that big, huge push that we used to see right after Halloween of all the retail stores hiring as many people as possible. In fact, they're putting in more controls to have self-checkout lines. Amazon, Whole Foods putting in self-checkout lines and, and you just go in there and buy the product. Don't even have to go to a checkout counter. It's some of the new ones that are being being uh, opened up right now in this particular um, economy that we're having. So I I know the economy is still evolving when it comes to the internet and to technology. So that's going to maybe draw people away from going to a physical job. I think people are going to start to retrain themselves and look for more areas of IT, which is which is still a hot commodity. Rough week on Wall Street. Um, I mean, we don't usually pay too much attention to the stock market because it's you know kind of all over the place and not maybe an indication of where we are in the economy. But it was down every day uh, coming into today as we're recording on Friday. It started out hot today, but now as we are talking midday, it's uh, back underwater. What gives? There hasn't been a correction in a while. There has been talk of some analyst on Wall Street saying that there will be a correction of the S&P. Uh, the fact is that it's been going up for a long time, we've we've actually, I think, exceeded my expectations of what the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ, and even the global Dow should be. Now, oil is high, but it's still under $70 a barrel. It's not the 150 that it was about a decade ago, so I'm happy about that. Uh, gold is down. I, I scratch my head about that because I thought if we were in such a bad economy, why wouldn't people be flocking to silver and gold and other commodities? And it's because I'm not going to walk around with four or five gold bars in my pocket to go to Wawa and pay for my hoagies. You're still going to pay for those hoagies with with the debit card, credit card, cash, and maybe even Bitcoin one day. Producer price index was up 0.7% uh, from a month ago, uh, a little higher than the Dow thought. And the year-over-year basis, I think it was up over 8%. What do you think uh, with regards to this and with regards to inflation? Right. So a lot of this is, has to do with supply and demand. A lot of this has to do with the, the, the price of oil going up, but it also has to do with the fact that the supply chain is not 100% um, there. There's European countries now on the other side who are not letting tourists in from America and other places. What did happen was our trade deficit actually went down in June and July a little bit, which is a good thing. Now, it's not going to erase the deficit that we have or the, or the debt that we have. But I think what's happening is that there's a still a big demand for final goods. Um, and a lot of that is because people still have some money pent up. They maybe didn't go on vacations. They're fixing their homes up. A lot of people are selling homes and people are coming in and saying, you need to do this, this, and this before you sell it. People are not just pouring one or $2,000 into their home improvements. We're talking 10, 20 and $30,000 for home improvements. And they can't get all the supplies they need from vinyl siding to brick to even appliances. What do you see? You kind of talk about here overall in the housing market. Uh, what are you seeing at this point as we really turn the corner here towards fall? Well, I did see building permits up this summer, housing starts up, even the completions are up a little bit. Not much, a couple percentage points. I'll take that. When I see building permits up, that means it's a multiplier ripple effect in the economy. Because anytime someone takes a building permit out at a township to put an addition on, it probably affects a carpenter, an electrician, a plumber, HVAC. It may even impact a landscaper, uh, a realtor, if they're going to sell the home. And that means all the places are going to be packed. 
Home Depot, Lowe's. They can't keep the lumber in quick enough. They can't keep the uh, the other supplies in for the contractors. I look at housing starts because it affects everything. New homes being built. I do see that we're we're building more than just homes. We're building apartment complexes in the suburban areas, townhomes, condos. So it's not just single family homes. So it's a good variety that's being built. If we can continue this success, uh, the housing market will help drive the economy in the third and fourth quarter of this year. As we're talking on Friday, yesterday, President Biden announced uh, they're really pushing vaccine mandates in a lot of areas to try to kind of get us to the finish line in this pandemic. Companies with over 100 employees, they say you're going to have to get vaccinated or get tested every week. I'm sure there's going to be legal challenge and all that. Could this be kind of the step to get us this final hurdle and finally get us to where we can have the the economic recovery that I think a lot of people thought once the vaccines took hold, we would have? Could this move kind of, you think, push us to the, the finish line? I think it could. And a lot of companies, universities, schools are doing it on their own, saying, you know, let's let's get ourselves together. Let's get vaccinated. Let's show our vaccines and let's get back to work. Let's get back to school. So this could be the push that we're looking forward to. Uh, look, nobody wants another lockdown. You don't want it. I don't want it. Uh, we don't want any of that, whether it's in Pennsylvania, New Jersey or, or some other state. So let's see what happens. Let's see that uh, we're getting into fall now. So it's going to be cooler weather. It's going to be darker earlier. I think um, there, there could be some changes coming down the road uh, with the GDP. Maybe it's not going to be the seven percent we saw or six percent or five it's going to be a little bit lower but i don't think it's going to be to the point where there's going to be people are going to stop spending money we'll always have people who want to spend money and that's a good thing for the economy especially if you have the money to spend and is there anything else we haven't touched on you're keeping an eye on these days well i will say this the uh, the short points i talked to were were just delighted this past summer, uh, some of the places are really starting to to still heat up in the fall. Uh, the Atlantic City area uh, is going into the fall and winter with a whole host of concerts at almost every casino. The venues are starting to open up in the city of Philadelphia, um, from the small venues to the medium-sized venues. And even in the suburbs, they're opening up more and more with live concerts, theater, Broadway, and everything else. So that's a good thing, not just in New York, but also in Pennsylvania and throughout the cities that really want that really want to show their entertainment hotspots. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In-Depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.